Before we start, I'd like to thank all of our current patrons for helping to support the collective. Obscura, a true crime podcast. Cara Demizio, Brandon Sheck Snyder. John, Strictly Homicide pod- podcast. Jules, a murderific podcast. And Landshark. Thank you guys so much for your support and help helping keep this going. And thank you to all the listeners. I know you support through listening. And it, some of us can't always support monetarily, but patrons know it's much appreciated. And there, I think, will be double podcast episodes this month as I catch up and maybe work on getting some additional surprises in there. Welcome back, Collective. We're with Vanessa again from Not Another X Files podcast. Podcast. Yes. I like that. The, the and, double uh, thing. <laughs> yes, it's more fun to say. <laughs> Thank you. And she's going to bring us a cheerful topic this time because I brought the whole mood down. So cheerful. It's uh, it's a little bit too cheerful, maybe. Like kind of <laughs> pretty darn wholesome. Uh, maybe not super on brand for your podcast, but <laughs> what is on brand for my podcast? Besides, well, I guess for che- cheerfulness, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of cheerfulness that I do. <laughs> but we talked about this last time. Your podcast theme opens up so many possibilities, and you were yeah. like hey, do you want to be on with me this time? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, do you want to do history or true crime? And I'm like, you know, thinking to myself, I don't do the best with true crime personally. Like, I don't really want to go down a dark rabbit hole. So I'll do history. And then I was like, maybe I could do something like history of the Freemasons because it's something I've been kind of like interested in lately. And then off mic, we were talking about it. And I'm like, it's too big of a topic. (laughs) That's a podcast within a podcast within a podcast where you have separate podcasts for each branch of freemasons and all that and no one needs like yeah i mean unless you're starting another one which i mean go go for it Ah, i'm good i don't have enough time (laughs) but then um my husband was like my husband loves christmas it's actually really funny and he was like i'm gonna put the christmas decorations up and i'm like okay and then i was thinking about it and i'm like that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna talk about freaking christmas if this ends up being on christmas like that week I'm going to laugh my ass off. That would be awesome. Make it happen. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're recording this in the middle of November. (laughs) It's the middle of November, but like it's starting to feel like Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. (laughs) Not in Cincinnati. We had snow. It has melted. Well, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and we did have snow recently. And while it is melting, it's still kind of on the ground and there will be more. I guarantee it. So... Yeah, when I go also, to Cleveland, all my neighbors are putting up their lights and stuff. So, oh yeah, you guys don't have the the epic debate because you already had Thanksgiving. Our we Thanksgiving's did. coming up. That's right. And I don't know when it is because I'm not going home, so I don't care. It's always like the fourth Thursday of November. I'm American, or like I'm American, so yeah, I, yeah. So but it's yeah. okay because like now I feel like I'm allowed to be excited about Christmas because <laughs> I like Christmas. I also don't really own Christmas decorations. I do. I can show you. I have my Halloween lights still on. Ooh. Ooh. There's skulls. I like Halloween lights. Those are cool. I uh, Yeah, there's skulls. And then nice. the other two are supposed to be purple and white. But they just look like various shades of white. <laughs> That's cool. I do have Christmas lights that have been up all year round because I hate turning on lights. So I'll just plug in the Christmas lights. Nice. <laughs> instead of turning... <laughs> 
Yeah, that works. Totally. Well, I mean, I didn't always like Christmas. Like, Mm -hmm. I have worked in retail a lot in the past. And, like, as soon as they start the Christmas tunes, it's the worst. And I don't like most Christmas music. I have a Spotify playlist that I put together that is, like, very uh not traditional christmas music like there's no jingle bells of any kind there's no rocking around the christmas tree like it's songs that are like christmas and winter themed but they're not typical and that's like the only thing i can listen to (laughs) that's better because like you probably have retail ptsd from hearing the same version of a song and you're just like no a little bit a little bit not rocking around the clock i did see the best christmas theme meme the other day it was how many people immediately went to your mom's having an affair when you heard mommy's kissing Santa Claus rather than daddy was Santa Claus? And I was just like, oh, oh me. I yeah. totally went there. When I was I mean, a kid, I think I was just like, OK, she's kissing Santa Claus. But then when I was older, I was like, she's totally cheating on her husband or whatever or yeah. her wife. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> it's 2019. We're not going to judge. Yeah. We talked this last time. Gender is fluid. So that's who right. knows? That's right. Oh, man. Okay. So yes, tell me about Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Okay, so um, I actually find the history of Christmas pretty interesting. I'm not a super religious person at all. I'm not an atheist, but I'm not like, like I have my own spirituality, yeah. but I'm not Christian per se. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to be pagan. I used to practice paganism Fun. a lot, like neo-paganism. So for me, that's really interesting because Christmas like comes from pagan traditions. I'm sorry, but it's true. And so St. Nicholas is my favorite person to read about because he's metal as hell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a ton about him, actually, um, because I'm kind of doing a very brief overview. Not super brief, but like an overview. But yeah, he's super interesting. And, you know, the whole thing of Santa Claus, like he comes apparently from a bunch of different traditions than what we know of him today and whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is super interesting. And that's kind of what Christmas is. It comes from a whole bunch of different traditions. So... Another thing that I should note is I'm half German and I have a German passport. My mom's from Germany. And so I really grew up with German Christmas traditions when I was younger. So I'm going to touch on that a little bit, too, because it's pretty interesting. I'm a quarter German. So like my my cousin who's now who now hosts Christmas makes um like the German gingerbread. And she goes to Aldi's and gets like the German like Chris German Christmas stacks for like my mom and her sisters and all, uh, like all that stuff. I wish we had it's in German you say Aldi. I wish we had Aldi, Aldi here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my it's favorite thing. Yeah, Everyone who knows great. me is like stop talking about Aldi's. You talk about <laughs> it all the time. No, it's so good. And oh. in Germany it's great too. So yeah. Okay. So here's the thing about Christmas. We all know that Christmas commemorates the birth of the birth, excuse me, of Jesus Christ, who Christians believe is the Son of God and the Messiah. And I'm not going to, like, give a religious studies lesson, but, like, we definitely have to talk about the Christian story of Christmas because, duh. So um, (laughs) the Gospels of Matthew and Luke in the Bible focus on the birth of Jesus. And as far as I remember, I'm not super, like, you know, up on the Bible. I'm not really super, super familiar with it, but I'm pretty sure they don't actually talk, like, they talk about his birth. And then there's, like, a whole bunch of years where they don't talk about him anymore until yeah, he's like until he's like a teenager yeah, yeah. Like, like like 15 or something yeah it's weird so yeah no so one have... wants to talk about the awkward face yeah exactly he's like i have my first pimple mm. 
He's yelling at God, you're not my real dad. <laughs> exactly. Throwing a fit. Uh, uh, that Oh, that would be awkward if you're the son of God and then you're yelling at Joseph, you're not my real dad. Oh, my and God. Joseph is just like, yeah, we all know. We all know. <laughs> We're aware. We went like, through you it. You don't have to remind me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Christmas is literally Christ mass, the mass of Christ. And something that I find really funny, actually, and my friend who's Catholic reminds me of this all the time. People say Xmas, right? To mm-hmm. like be an abbreviation of Christmas. And then you get all these people who are like, don't say Xmas. You're taking Christ out of Christmas. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The first. Okay. X mm-hmm. in the Greek alphabet is the letter Chi, which is the first letter of the Greek word for Christ, which is Kratos. So when you say Xmas, you're actually still talking about Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm I love that it. kind of asshole who loves the semantics. Like when people bitch about like the different like they're like, you're reading the wrong for- form of the Bible. And I just want to be like, well, are you reading the ancient Greek version? Because that's the real version pre, you know, Council of Nicaea and them yeah, determining exactly. what books they're going to be in. Exactly. No? I know. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Felicia. Yeah, so totally. Please use that. And my friend who's Catholic uses it all the time. She's like, um, no, let me tell you. Something that's kind of interesting is that nobody really knows when Jesus was born. There's even people out there who say Jesus didn't exist. I mean, I don't know what my opinion is. But um, there is evidence in the Bible, apparently, to show that he was probably born in the spring, not even in the winter. Yeah. So kind of interesting. Love it. Christmas is mostly celebrated on December 25th around the world. Not everywhere, though. Um, The Roman Emperor Constantine decided that December 25th would be the date. And the first recorded celebration was December 25th, 336 CE, Common Era. And Pope Julius I made it the official date. So, again, it's a man-made. It's the Julian calendar, you know? We're just living in it. Exactly. So they were using the Julian calendar and the Julian calendar was used from the from 25 BCE to 1582 CE. Maybe it was or no 25 CE to 1582 CE. Sorry. And um, then we switched to the Gregorian calendar, which is the one we use now. And the date that Christmas was celebrated wasn't actually adjusted on the calendar. So it throws the date off. So <laughs> Christmas is celebrated. What we celebrate is almost two weeks earlier than it was originally. So there are people in some countries like, you know, Orthodox Christians in like Russia and some other countries celebrate it based on the Julian calendar. So January 7th on the Gregorian calendar, which is our current calendar, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Calendarception. Yeah, it's really weird. So that's why some people might practice it uh, later, like in like early January. (laughs) Yeah. And man, when they did that calendar, I... I remember reading about how much difficulty they had just deciding it. And they're just like trying to figure out just everything. And I'm just like, that's a lot of work. I'm glad I was. And it was all dudes like. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dudes in Rome. I just love when people still sort of like, like uh, hold on to this December 25th was Jesus's birthday thing. Because I'm like, "Mm, we don't really have any proof of that. (laughs) I mean, we could always pull the Korean method where like, what is it? you're for like it's like you have two birth per birth years like your age is different so i think it's like they count like the the nine months you're in the womb or i forget yeah i've heard about that so you're not actually like zero when you were born you're actually like like nine months yeah 
Um, also, there's like the Jewish or the Muslim calendars, which I think mm-hmm. are based on the sun, not the moon. Mm-hmm. So um, the Jewish actually, I'm really curious what the Jewish year is right now, because it's like going to be a totally different year than we're in right now because we're in 2019 in the Gregorian calendar and they are in ooh 20 Heshvan 5780 not entirely sure what that means but I guess we're in the year 5780 so you know so something that's interesting about gift giving historically which I thought was really weird is that the tradition of gift giving was only developed during the reformation in the 16th century and before that it was only common for landlords and tenants to give gifts to each other, which is really weird to me. Like, do the tenants give the landlords the gift or is it reverse? Apparently, it's both ways. I could or see was. that because it's a symbiotic relationship. Because I know Henry VIII, like people would give him gifts and he would give them gifts. So it's like vassal oh, okay. lord kind of thing. I didn't um, know that. I'm surprised the Reformation was like, we're going to do gifts. Cause, yeah. uh, well, I don't know Luth- if it's like part of the reformation but it was like that time because i was like luther seems yeah. like not a fan of that and like calvin like all the different splinter groups seem like they would not be a fan especially when stuff about luther oh, please give so, it to me okay it's a little bit further <laughs> down um so speaking of gifts and santa claus the first depiction of santa claus was uh like the way that we sort of know him today sort of kind of was a poem in 1821 called uh, Old Santa Claus with Much Delight. And (laughs) I know, it's so wholesome. And he's based off of St. Nicholas, who was a 4th century bishop who was known for giving gifts to the poor. Um, But then there's also like, he was like, there was a Turkish St. Nicholas or something. He was like a Turkish prince or something. There was like a Turkish thing in there as well. I didn't write it down, Um, but... Yeah, so... He, he was he was a bishop in Turkey. Oh, that's what it was. Um, my favorite St. Nicholas fact, because I was doing he's so metal, because yeah. at the Council of Nicaea, they were trying to figure out like because early Christianity was the wild, wild west. Yeah. Like totally. you had bishops and there was like no um uniform idea. Yeah. And they were going against this heretic and St. Nicholas punched him out. <laughs> oh. That's yeah. awesome. So he's like super metal because he was like, he was like, oh, it, I can't remember the heretic's name. It's like a really, it's like this big controversy in the early church. And he was just like, nah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I'd rather know him for that than like it's giving gifts. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's like a really weird thing to think of, but um, I love it. <laughs> in Dutch, St. Nicholas was known as Sinterklaas. And that could be one reason we say Santa Claus today mm. would make sense. Um, also Santa is like Saint and yeah. Klaus could be like a, a short form of Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And then in 1843, A Christmas Carol by George Dickens came out. And personally, my favorite version of that is the Muppets version. But you mean Charles Dickens? What did I say? George. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said George. Um, I was that just like, was is there another Dickens? Am no. I? Nope, nope, nope. I just, my brain did a weird thing. But yeah, so my favorite version of the Muppets, or sorry, of Christmas Carol is the Muppets version. I freaking love that Uh, movie. It's a great version. It's hilarious. It's so cute. Um, Okay, so a lot of that also established themes of Christmas we see today. Like a lot of the, like, let's have dinner with our families and let's, you know, um, give people, give things to people who are in need and that kind of thing. It like really came a lot from A Christmas Carol. 
And Santa's depiction uh, of him in red and white with a big belly is from Coca-Cola's advertisements. And they started in 1931. And we've all seen the Coca-Cola Santa with his bottle of Coke. Um, Capitalism. Oh, yeah. What are we going to do about it? (laughs) For sure. But before that, he was actually skinnier and he would wear green. So that's weird. Something I never knew. Well, I think green because there's a lot of ties. Like Christmas is tied to nature in a lot of ways, which I'll get into. And so I think green, that's kind of where that came from. And I'm sure there's stuff out there about why we do like green and red, like, mm-hmm. you know, and why there's, uh, I know that they're like holly is involved because in some pagan traditions, I think like in the Celtic traditions, mm-hmm. they had a holly king, for example, who was like a okay. figure. Um, and that would be red and green. So that yeah, makes sense. exactly. So uh, it comes from different places, I'm sure. Um Okay, so there are other traditions in various countries that differ from like what we think of Santa Claus bringing gifts on the 24th overnight. So we open them on the 25th or whatever. Uh, in the Ukraine, Grandfather Frost brings gifts. And in Spain, the three wise men from the Bible bring gifts. So I don't know. Um, I'm just going to picture the Jack Frost from like, you know, the Jack Frost claymation <laughs> movie. Yes. Is doing it because that is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> I I kind of imagine something like that as well, though I did see a picture and it basically just looks like a Santa Claus in like blue, uh, a majestic robe. <laughs> so I don't you can't know. go wrong with a majestic robe. No, I love majestic robes. In fact, I have some right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, have I wear one them over all the time. La- no, I have one over my lap because I turned off. I turned down all the heat so that way it would come on during this. That's fair. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about my German heritage because I'm like self-centered. No, just kidding. I just, um, Germany has like really does Christmas right in my opinion. So They were like the reason it spread because you had the German um, no, uh, kings and queens who came over to England. Like the... Mm-hmm. They had a big hand in bringing Christmas traditions also to, yeah, to England and then uh, the English brought them to the States, but also the Germans brought them to the States. Yeah. Um, and I have a little bit about that a little bit further down, too. So like I was saying, my mom's German and I have German citizenship and a passport and I've been there lots of times and I've been there at Christmas and it's like magical. Like say what you want about Christmas. Christmas in Germany is something else. And I don't know why. It's just like so like idyllic. And, you know, if there's snow, it's just like so romantic and like everything smells like cinnamon. And it's just so nice. <laughs> My dream. I love the smell of cinnamon. Oh, it's so good. My husband is very allergic to cinnamon, like <laughs> like anaphylactic. Yeah, <laughs> it's very sad. He goes around with a mask. He's like, I'm enjoying everything, but I can't smell anything. Pretty much the worst is going into Michael's, the craft store, and they like pump cinnamon like into like cinnamon smell into their like vents. And so you walk in at Christmas time and he's like, I'm dying. (laughs) He's like, I'll wait in the car. That's pretty much what happens. Yeah. A couple things. These are things that I sometimes took part in when I was a kid. Um, There's St. Nicholas Day. So on the night of December 5th, children leave their boots and their shoes outside of their bedroom doors and go to bed. And in the morning, they wake up and there are little presents and sweets and candies. And apparently they're from St. Nicholas or Sankt Nikolaus. It's called Nikolaus Tak or Nicholas Day. I like it. It's very 
wholesome and fun. Uh, and then there's a thing called Kampusnacht or Krampus, I guess you would say in English. And it's uh, something that I didn't take part in when I was a kid. Or and my parents didn't either, and I think it's because my parents didn't want me to have like that negative experience of Christmas. But he's kind of like a sidekick of Saint Nicholas, and he's supposed to teach naughty children a lesson. And I think okay. that might be partly where that whole like Santa knows who's naughty and nice stuff comes from. Yeah, just instead of having two characters, you have one. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also, I think in the states we tend to um, uh, soften Romantic. things a little bit. Yeah, so like Krampus is maybe a little bit too negative for Americans, but Germans are all over it. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I mean, German fairy tales are pretty metal. Mm. Could you imagine yeah. the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen if there was a Krampus in there? Oh, uh, that would be so awesome. That would be so good. I actually love the Santa Claus movies, just like nostalgia factor. But yeah, that would be like they tried to have a bad guy with Jack Frost or whatever, like in the oh, the, yeah. like, last movie. And it was so bad. <laughs> It was horrible. The first <laughs> they, they did the first one good, then they're like money. Let's make some more. And I was the like, second no, I one like was this. okay, but the last one was yeah. really bad. Yeah, like it was fair. Okay. You're like you want to get Mrs. Claus, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. They tried. <laughs> um, okay, so in southern Germany and in other parts of Germany, but in Bavaria, in southern Germany, it's common for men to dress up as Krampus, and it's basically like a devil costume like he has horns and he has like uh and they have like like uh like a furry body and stuff mm -hmm. like that and they basically hand out coal to kids and and scare them and sort of like run around and just be obnoxious and whatever and it's just a thing i like it yeah it's pretty funny and then um you probably heard of an advent calendar uh that yes. was actually started in germany apparently uh in german it's called an advents calendar and they're very common in Germany, and they've become more popular in other parts of the world, too. And then another very German thing is the Advent wreath, which was started by German Lutherans in the 16th century. Oh, and the Lutherans. Yeah. And it's like a real German icon of Christmas. Like, there, it's a wreath with candles, mm -hmm. and the wreath sits on a table. It's not one that goes up on the door. And there's yeah. candles on it. And then what my family does is... They bring it out during the first week of December, and then we light a candle every Sunday to lead up to Christmas. And that's just like a yep. way to count up to Christmas. And then there are Christmas markets in Germany, which are amazing. And you drink Glühwein, which is like mm -hmm. mulled wine. And oh, I've had it. The Cincinnati oh. is very German. Oh, really? That's why it's called Cincinnati. Ah, and we have yeah. So it's it's very German. That's I didn't really know that. I mean, it's really the only ethnicity. I that's very populous here it's the interesting I did, I did not know that about ohio um mm -hmm. yeah so it's mulled wine for people who don't know and it's amazing and there's like food at these places like so much food and carousels and merchants and it's like everything's lit up and it's just really nice so mm -hmm. yeah um they're super fun like it's like normal i know in the u.s we have like there's a couple in here and like there's music mm -hmm. and you can get gifts and really a lot of beer and <laughs> yes. mulled wine. I mean, and wherever you have Germans, you have beer. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. pretty, pretty stereotypical and correct. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So that's Germany. I just had to talk about it because I love it. The a, a really iconic thing of Christmas, of course, is the Christmas tree. <laughs> and I was talking earlier about winter solstice. Yeah. 
that's basically what Christmas is sort of kind of based on. So in Northern Europe, the Norse celebrated Yule from December 21st, which is the solstice, yep. through January. And of course, the solstice is the shortest night of the year. And it was like a celebration to re- like celebrate the return of the sun after the shortest night of the year, after it's been really dark. And we were just talking about it getting dark at four. <laughs> yeah, it's depressing. <laughs> that kind of thing. So depressing. Um, and so what would happen is fathers and sons would get large logs and bring them home and they'd set them on fire, I'm assuming outside. <laughs> and then they'd wait for the logs to burn out. And that could take up to 12 days sometimes, which sounds really familiar as well. 12 days the of Christmas. The 12 days of Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, and those were like the original Yule logs. And so the Norse also believed that every spark that would come off the fire would result in a new pig or calf being born in the coming year because they're an agricultural society. Yeah. So, yeah. That's they good. Were. Yeah, right. And so the Christmas tree comes out of this pagan tradition. And like I was talking earlier about neo-pagans, it's a whole other topic. But um, pagans were, and if they're neo-pagans, they are, really focused on nature, Mm -hmm. agricultural worship deities that like supported them in their agriculture. And so they would decorate their homes and villages with pine and spruce and like evergreen boughs Mm -hmm. or whatever branches um and they believed that these evergreens would like keep away ghosts or evil spirits and they also were a reminder that like there would be more green plants coming again when yeah. spring comes so that's always a good reminder when it's dark at four and you're like when will the sun return when will the green return exactly and then you're like my whole house is full of green okay yeah <laughs> pretty much and so that's kind of where the christmas tree tradition comes from too And so Germany is, again, credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition. And apparently it's Martin Luther who first added candles to a tree. He seems like someone who was a fan of a good candle. Yeah, right? He's not a fan of a lot of things, but a good (laughs) candle and stealing nuns out of nunneries. Mm -hmm. Seems like he's a fan of them. Those things totally go together. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can light your... like. Put the candle in the window to let me know you're ready to escape. Because his wife was a, a escape nun. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. And they oh, have that's, a jillion that's a children. Yes. Well, as you do. <laughs> as you do when there's no birth control. Indeed. And when you're very Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I guess like the Christmas tree turned into a Christian thing as well. Started out as a pagan thing and then turned into a Christian thing, which is normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing about like sort of linking or like bringing paganism or Christmas from paganism to Christianity is that um, in Germany, I want to say, I mean, this is like agricultural times, like, you know, pre almost prehistoric in a way. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. That's probably not the right term, actually. But so people on early modern and stuff. Yeah. Even before that, though, like back when they were, you know, like were, they, there was no Chris, there was no Christianity. Right. So pre-Christianity. Um, yeah. So ancient world. Yeah. So people in Germany honored the goad, the goad, the god Odin, <laughs> the Godin. No, the um, Godin. That is the most metal way to say Odin. Yeah. The Godin. So they were terrified of him, um, and they believed that he would take nocturnal flights through the sky, and he would observe his people, and then decide who would prosper or perish. Which is, is he like, Mothman or Santa Claus, kind of, because he would fly oh, yeah. through the air. <laughs> That's true, but I I just picture him as Mothman, like just like I know, 
well or a crow uh, yeah or he wait, is raven. associated with crows or ravens so. i don't remember which one yeah um actually something i just thought of too is i have a friend in finland who told me that there was an ancient finnish uh tradition or like belief that there was a god in the woods who actually had like reindeer antlers and you had to actually bring him gifts so that he wouldn't like hurt your family or so that he would like bless your family and if you didn't bring him gifts that was a bad thing and it's almost like santa claus too because there's like that reindeer theme and then Mm -hmm. it's like but it's like the opposite like you have to give the god gifts not the other way around don't you always give god's gifts so they don't like i'm just thinking (laughs) yeah i mean we used to sacrifice like people animals (laughs) yeah gold things to gods yeah Mm -hmm. but i just think it's funny because like it just goes to show that there's all these different traditions that maybe went into like creating santa and creating christmas as we know it today so it's kind of interesting and it took so long that it just kind of all blended together so like getting back to it you're just like oh Mm -hmm. someone just it's it's mythological telephone yeah exactly and another myth to add here or like another no yeah i guess myth or you know lore was saturnalia which was celebrated in rome around the winter solstice and it's like the winters weren't as harsh as up north but they would celebrate the god saturn who was the god of agriculture so again it's an agricultural thing and it was like i was reading on history.com it was a hedonistic time is how they put it and so there was like tons of food and drink and they would like turn the Roman order upside down. And so they would have slaves becoming masters mm-hmm. and peasants would like command the city and schools would close and businesses would close and everybody would just basically party all the time. I just love history.com saying it was hedonistic. And I'm like, that's really simplistic way of putting it and continues I mean, my beef with history.com. But that's a long Yeah. But like, thing. I think they're trying not to say that everybody was having sex with everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but inadvertently, they're doing the same thing by choosing that word. Like, it's yeah, just like, exact choice, guys. I know. It's it's pretty. Yeah. I don't know. Wouldn't have been my, my choice, but I just thought it was a yeah. word. So <laughs> the pagans were having a grand old time and then Christianity came around. And before <sighs> Christmas, Easter was the main holiday for Christians. Mm-hmm. And then christians wanted to spread their the word around about their messiah and so they you know they got the romans involved and then they the romans the romans stopped killing them (laughs) yeah exactly and so when the romans finally got involved when some of them finally did they started spreading it all around obviously europe other parts of the world and now we know that it's on like every continent (laughs) pretty Mm -hmm. much um so pope julius the first as i said before made december 25th the official date of christmas and it's no coincidence that it was around the time of solstice because they wanted to absorb the pagans into their new religion as they were spreading their new religion around the planet and it worked yeah christianity is a great sponge to get people in they're like hey you have this um god well we're gonna make him a saint Mm -hmm. and uh, we're gonna build our church right on that spot where you worshiped Exactly. So you're already just go to the same place, just a little different, sit standing and kneeling. It's yep. fine. I, I mean, when I say absorb, I don't mean it in a peaceful way. There, it was bloody, oh. right? Like oh, no, it was, it's yeah. That's a that's a way to to make this topic dark. <laughs> is that there was lots of bloodshed when that was happening. You know, when we say conversion, we're not talking like you know Book of Mormon level conversion. No, we're talking like Crusade level. We're going to send children 
to go fight in the Middle East level yeah. of yeah. bloodbath. Exactly. Um, Speaking of chocolate, I'm going to go back to Christmas <laughs> just because Christmas has a lot of chocolate. Um, so first they called Christmas the Feast of Nativity. And they spread their customs to Egypt by 432 Common Era. And then eventually, the end of the 6th century, it came to England. And um, that's Christmas, not just Christianity. Like, Christianity had started in England yeah. earlier than that, I think. But not by much, I don't think. Um, yeah, It's really, I mean, probably 500. You're going to mm-hmm. get the start of, because you have the fall of Rome, quote unquote, the fall of Rome in the 1400 or 400s mm-hmm. so like it just depends on who's where yeah how far like the the convert converts got and yeah stuff exactly like that. yeah so some somewhere around there so christian church leaders hoped that Christ, uh, christmas would be embraced or i guess they were calling it the feast of nativity at the time that it would be embraced by these pagan people and they also gave up the ability to dictate dictate how it was celebrated and i think that's just through the process of like they're trying to quote unquote absorb these people yeah but also trying to like be like no no you can kind of keep some of your traditions because like yeah um and like that was just their way of trying to like get people to be in their church right and so in the early days i love this believers would attend church on christmas and then they would basically have mardi gras (laughs) That sounds they would, great. They would leave the church and then they would have like a carnival and they would like the poor would go to houses of the rich and they would demand like their best food and drink. And if the rich people didn't give it to them, they would terrorize them. They would like I'm loving this, like pull pranks on them and just basically lots of mischief and debauchery. So it's, it's <laughs> Halloween. You're just telling yeah. me this is Halloween, but with yeah. better food and drink. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, so basically this is, or like um, uh, in Germany, it's called, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on this? Carnival, And it's around the time yeah. of Halloween-ish. And it's, that's basically what it is. It's just a big party, right? Um, so yeah, Christmas was, uh, was a raucous, debauchery-filled holiday, apparently. But then, you know, fast forward to the 17th century, and there was this really big wave of religious reform and you get like the Puritans going to the states, and you get Oliver Cromwell in England. And he's he was such a so party Puritan. pooper. He was such a party pooper. Oh my god! And he literally canceled Christmas. He was mm-hmm. like, "We're not celebrating this anymore." And I just what? <laughs> yeah, it's like the Counter Reformation, and he was like, "I'm gonna lead this bitch." You guys yeah. want to be like pro. If we're going to be Protestants, we're going to be the most Protestant, anti-Catholic Protestants that there was. No Christmas, no dancing, no joy. No, he was like, it was like Footloose, but like... Countrywide. Yeah, and countrywide. (laughs) And no, what's the guy who's in Footloose? I always forget his name. Kevin Bacon. Thank you. Yeah, none of that. (laughs) No Kevin Bacon. They killed a king. Um, I believe... This is when they they tried the king like like uh they took Charles the first's head off. Oh no, they dug up Cromwell and tried him after the fact after he died when the king like they had the restoration. <laughs> oh my god, that is so typical. Um, so then what happened is Charles the second was restored to the throne, and I don't know about all of that English history, like kind of what happened in between there. But then he was like, Christmas is back on, so Christmas came back because <laughs> he's Catholic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I was he he's like. 
I'll be Catholic, but I'm not going to force y'all to be Catholic, but let's have Christmas and dancing and joy back. Yeah. So uh, we can all agree that Cromwell was a like a depressing guy. Totally. So I think what happened is he brought it back, but he there at this point, there had been so much religious um, reform in and like, you know, really clamping down on like, like you just said, dancing and joy that Christmas kind of came back, but it was like muted. Like it wasn't a big, huge party the way that it was a Mardi Gras anymore. Like it was it came back a little bit more chill. Can you imagine a Christmas with Henry VIII? No. That must have been nuts. Oh my god. <laughs> Cuz it was still a party. Mm-hmm. And we all know who loves to party and eat fancy shit. Right? Henry VIII, that's how he got gout. Yep. Poor poor guy. I say that with so much sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, where am I in my little thing here? Okay, so in the US, Christmas wasn't actually officially a thing until like the late 1800s. Um, And it was mostly because of anti-English sentiment, not necessarily Puritanism. It was just Americans were like, we don't want to practice English customs. So it sounds right. Yeah. So they had actually brought English Christmas customs to the U.S., but then people were like, nah, nah, (laughs) we don't like the crown. Yeah, exactly. So we're not going to do any of that Christmas stuff. But then I guess somebody was like, all right, we want to have Christmas again. And so in 1870, they made it a federal holiday. And that's been a federal holiday ever since. Um, And yeah, that's basically where it started with like the Santa Claus we know today, because there were those the St. Nicholas stories, as far as I know, were really like really gained traction around that time. And then we had the Coca-Cola thing with Santa. And then it just all went from there, turned into a commercialist holiday where we all buy stuff we don't need. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. There you go. That's a crash course in history, in, Chris- in Christmas history. It's a crash course into Christmas. <laughs> Pretty oh my much. Gosh. That might be the title, a crash course into Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I like it. Uh, I hope that wasn't too fast because I felt like there was so, there's like so much. No, you're good. And it actually didn't turn out being as wholesome as I thought it would. No, no holidays are actually wholesome. And I enjoy that because I love, like we said, I love depressing things. <laughs> and it's it's like the the crazy history behind it that's like, you're like, what is happening? Like, wh- why? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot more detail. Like if you go and actually read about the history of Christmas, it's fascinating. Like because Christmas is like such a thing that ever since it was kind of introduced has been so like ingrained in our culture but it's changed with our culture and so it's actually really interesting like i found myself more fascinated with this than i thought i would when i first had the idea of like doing this yeah i love that um it really seems like the victorians were like let's make christmas a thing and we're like yeah let's go and yeah. the U.S. <laughs> I bet there was probably a wave of German immigrants around the time that it came back up. And so people were like, probably. well, that looks like fun. Yeah. Let's join. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I- I'm sure that's true. The other thing that reminds me, you were saying the Victorians or whatever, Valentine's Day, because it never was really a big thing. Like it was a thing, yeah. I guess, even in Roman times. But mm-hmm. the Valentine's Day we know today, the way with all the commercialism and all the cards and all the chocolate was like mm-hmm. a thing from like the early 1900s, really. So, yeah. Oh, they brought us so many things. Indeed. We shouldn't thank them. <laughs> Are you sure? 
I will thank them for germ theory. I will thank them for that. But okay, fair enough. <laughs> they were also the ones who set up like military industrial complexes uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and sort of started climate change. Sort of, sort of. Uh, they they really did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so can you tell everyone where to find you? I can. So my podcast called Not Another X Files Podcast podcast is all about the X Files. We watch an episode and then we talk about it. It's lots of fun. And we're going into season eight. And you can find us uh, basically go on Google, not another XF pod. And you'll find us on Twitter and Facebook and wherever else, Instagram and find our podcast. Yeah. And then next week we'll have someone new on and a new topic. Um, I think I have it planned. Who knows? We'll be there. (laughs) Exciting. I can't wait to hear it myself. Okay. Bye. Hi, it's Carolyn and Vanessa from Not Not Another Another X-Files Podcast Podcast. We're the female-led X-Files podcast you didn't even know you were looking for. We've got plenty of opportunities for nostalgia, conspiracies, forbidden romance, and plenty of laughs. It's true. Come on over to our place in Vancouver, Canada and revisit your favorite 90s sci-fi TV show. You'll be glad you stopped by. You can find us on all your favorite podcast spots. And on the web at notanotherxfpod.libsyn.com. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Music for this promo by Purple Planet. This is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. Lots of Domesticity, we're available on all podcatchers. Remember to rate, review, subscribe to help spread the word, or just force other people to listen to it. Our Facebook and Twitter are at Domestic Podcasts, and our Instagram is at the Cult of Domesticity. We also have podcast merch at Threadless. Uh, As well, if you want to support us financially or show some appreciation, we have a PayPal tip jar and a Patreon, which has some pretty great perks. Any topic suggestions, feel free to email us at domesticpodcasts at gmail.com. Remember to stay domestic and cult-free.